The Edge of the World Art Studio is proud to present Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Danielle Lee. Artwork by Helen Rachel Lee. Music by Fish Zombie the Onions. And special thanks to Spooky the Cat for her contributions, fuzzy as they might be. Chapter 36 Once Upon a Time in Denver December 1882 Paris got up from her bed, dressed, and checked that her guns were fully loaded. She placed them carefully into their holsters. She grabbed her overcoat off the hook on the door and left the hotel room. As she passed the front desk, she left her key behind, checking out from the hotel. She walked through the cold streets. At least today it wasn't snowing yet. Making her way to the stables, she entered and found Pony. Pony was young like Paris was young and the horse was visibly excited to see her friend. Good girl. Oh, did you miss me? At least you missed me. Somebody in this world cares about me, don't they? She hugged the horse. The stable was warm, and kept warm not just for Pony, but for all of the other horses and cattle as well. Paris fed her and brushed her. She considered just sitting down there in her stable and seeing if anyone noticed if she stayed the night. But instead, she got up, kissed her horse, and told her she'd be back. Before she left, she paid the stable owner enough money to feed and house the horse for another week. After that, Paris had one dollar left. She crossed the street to the saloon, walked up to the bar, and waited for the bartender to notice her. Penthesilia saw Paris walk in. She was the waitress, the bartender, the chef, and anything else that came up. At first, she thought she was a young boy, too young to be in the bar. It wasn't until Paris got closer and realized she was wrong. She walked around the bar to serve Paris. How old are you? asked Penthesilia. I'm old enough to have money. You old enough to serve whiskey? Then we can make a bargain, said Paris. Okay, princess, make your bargain. How much whiskey will this buy me? Paris set her last dollar on the bar. One bottle of the good stuff. Or four bottles of the not-so-good stuff. I'll take four bottles. Four bottles. Do you want them all now? What about the glass? Well, if you promise not to take it with you, I'll lend it to you for free. Deal. Paris slid the dollar over. Penthesilia pulled the bottles of whiskey down from the shelves, brushed the dust off of them, and opened one for her. Taking a glass, she poured the first drink, and then took the dollar with her. Paris held the first glass with reverence. She took a small sip, tasting the harsh liquid. She heard in her mind Polyzena laughing. Then she drank the whole glass. She poured herself another, filling the glass to its very brim. Feeling the alcohol she drank seep into her, she thought about her brother Hector. She remembered their fight, how he always somehow seemed to snag her, to pick her up. He never hurt her. She thought of all the ways she could break the hold. There were so many, even without shooting him, but they all involved hurting him, breaking his collar, popping his ear, dislocating his shoulder. He never hurt her, and she would never hurt him. It was just a game, a game she had lost. She took the glass again, and once again, drank the entire thing. Now she could really feel the alcohol in her. She poured herself another, only half this time. She sat and stared at it. Just because you have four bottles doesn't mean you have to drink them all tonight. Penthesilia commented 
as she came back around the bar to talk to Paris. There's no point in doing this half-ass. If I spent the money, it's because I meant to get drunk. Paris noticed a slight slur in her speech. The whiskey was already taking hold in her system. There's stew in the kitchen. It's free if you buy a drink, and you certainly bought enough. Would you like some? No, thank you. That would just slow me down, said Paris. And you think that's a bad thing, Penthesilia asked. Paris's mind fell back to Polyzena, the weight of her body in the bed next to her, the warmth of her skin, the taste of her lips. She was gone. And now, embarrassed, Paris couldn't go home. Yeah, it's a bad thing, said Paris. I'm just trying to find a shortcut to tomorrow. What's happening tomorrow? Absolutely nothing. Paris took another drink. Four men entered the bar. They were loud and brushed the snow off their shoulders. Paris saw them. The weather must have turned, she thought. They hung their coats up on the rack and sat at a table. Penthesilia left to serve them. By the time she made it back to check on Paris, the first bottle was almost gone. One of the men stood up and walked over to the bar. Hey, kid. He walked up behind Paris and stood next to her. You look pretty well set up. Why don't you join us? Bring your bottles. We're nice people. No, said Paris. Whoa, hold on. You're not a boy. Hey, guys, check this out. The man yelled to his friends. Back off. I don't want company. I don't want friends. Just leave me alone, Paris insisted. Come on, sweetheart. You can still join us. You'll find we're really, really friendly. The man put his arm around Paris. He took her glass from the bar and drank it. Fuck off, Paris said as her elbow punched out and broke his rib. She stomped on his foot and slammed her palm into his jaw. He screamed in pain and fell back onto the floor. God damn it, Edgar, Paris yelled at the man on the floor. You have everything. You have the ranch. You have the family. It's all yours, and I take nothing of it. I left it for you. All I wanted was that one girl, and you had to take her too? She was mine! She dropped her coat. The others could see guns on each side of her hips. She kicked the man as hard as she could. He tried to scoot away. Finally, his friends got the courage to come after her. They grabbed her from behind, but she crouched down, wrapped her arm around one of their legs, and picked it up. The man fell. Standing, she punched the other man in the kidney, then in the stomach, pushing the air out of him. She elbowed him in the jaw. She shoved him hard as he was off balance, and he fell. The last man standing began to run. Paris ran after him. She stepped up on the chair and then onto a table and jumped. She caught him in the back of the neck with her foot. He screamed and slid into the wall head first. She landed like a cat looking for another opponent. The man against the wall was unconscious. The first man was too injured to move. The other two seemed to find their feet, so Paris ran at them. Snagging the chair she jumped off of, she hit them with it. It shattered. And still holding onto the legs, she began to beat them. She was mine, Paris yelled. She was mine. All of the men were now unconscious. Paris dropped the legs of the chair, stepped back to the bar, and she looked at the glass the man had drunk from. She threw it at him and drank from the bottle instead, finishing it. Someone new entered the bar. He saw the man lying on the ground, but before he could speak, Penthesilia called out to him. 
There's been another fight. Can you go get the sheriff? She asked. The man nodded and walked back out of the saloon. Penthesilia opened another bottle. Getting a new glass, she poured just a little into it. She took all of the bottles down and set them on the floor behind the bar. You want this? She asked. Paris nodded yes. Then you have to come over here to drink it. She stepped back, indicating that she wanted Paris to come around to the back of the bar. She grabbed her coat and wandered around the other side. Now, just sit here. Penthesilia pushed Paris down until she sat on the floor behind the bar. She handed her the glass. Paris said nothing. She just sipped on the whiskey and leaned against the bar from behind. The sheriff entered and looked around. Penthesilia stood above Paris hiding her. What the hell happened here? The sheriff asked. These jackasses just started trying to take a piece out of each other. Penthesilia could feel Paris's hand on her leg. She was touching her softly, moving slowly up and down. And what do you expect me to do about it? The sheriff complained. I don't know. Get the wagon. Get them out of here. Arrest them for disturbing the peace. What do you want me to do about it? Sweep them out into the street? Asked Penthesilia. Paris's fingers found her garter and began to slip her stocking down. Penthesilia lightly kicked Paris away, trying not to let the sheriff know something was wrong. Fine, said the sheriff, who left to get the wagon. What are you doing down there? I'm trying to hide you, Penthesilia complained. Paris's eyes were beginning to glaze over. I'm helping, said Paris. Helping me do what? Undress. Well, I don't need that. You want to help? Help me move these idiots. Sure, Paris replied. Standing, but before she moved, she wobbled a moment back and forth and then claimed, I'm fine. I'm I'm good. Don't don't worry about me. You are a bag full of nonsense. Here, grab a leg. Together, they dragged them closer to the door. After each one of them, Paris would pat them down, find their wallets, take their money, and then put it back empty. Are you robbing them? What? They don't fucking need it. They might. They're not dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, consider it a stupidity tax. Paris sat down at the chair as Penthesilia set the last man's hands on his chest and checked to make sure he wasn't dead. He wasn't. Come on, come with me. Penthesilia took Paris by the hand and led her back behind the bar. Stay here. Don't say anything. Just stay quiet. Okay, Anna. Anything for you, my love, she said. My name is Celia, said Penthesilia. Celia? That's a good one. I like that one. Now, we won't get confused for each other anymore. Paris's voice was getting softer and softer. Penthesilia stood from the bar as the sheriff re-entered. I tried to clean him up for you. There you go, she said from behind the bar. Any more fights like this, and we're going to have to talk about whether or not we can keep this place open, the sheriff warned. You're going to shut us down in the winter. You'll have riots. Just no more fighting. I don't control that. Don't encourage it. The sheriff said as his deputy began to pick up the men and take them out to the wagon waiting on the street. Penthesilia turned her attention back to Paris, who was lying on the ground, now behind the bar, asleep. 
Paris awoke. Her head, her shoulders, her knees ached. She realized she was lying face down on a wooden floor. Her overcoat was draped over her. She focused enough to see that next to the wall, near her, were three bottles of whiskey lined up. One of them was opened, and some of the brown liquid was missing. She reached for it, and she pushed on it to help stand up a little. She was in a small room only big enough for a closet, a table, and a bed. She was not in the bed. She was on the floor next to it. In the bed was a woman she did not recognize, sleeping soundly. She took a sip from her bottle, and for a moment just sat trying to think the pain away. But it wasn't her mind that eased her suffering. It was the alcohol. Just a little bit more, she thought, and took another drink. Then she set the whiskey aside, feeling the chemical reaction to dull her pain. There, she thought. No need to feel that anymore. No need to feel anything. She laid back down on the ground, pulled the coat over her again, and fell back to sleep. In her sleep, she began to dream. She dreamt of Hector. He had come into her room to wake her up for the day. He shook her gently. Annie, get up. It's your turn to clean the stables, said Hector. Come back in ten minutes. The stables will be just as dirty then, replied Paris to her dream. Get up, Hector continued. Come on, whiskey girl. You can't lie there all day. I need to get to work. The dream of Hector said, but as he did, he began to fade. Whiskey girl! Penthesilia shook Paris. Paris woke up enough to realize she was still in that strange room. Where am I? You're in Buckingham Palace, Penthesilia laughed. And Paris looked around to see the one-room bedroom. She remembered going to check on Pony. She paid the stable owner, and then she remembered waking up briefly. She looked over at the bottles of whiskey, three bottles, one half empty. She looked up at Penthesilia. Who are you? That's not the question, whiskey girl. The question is, who are you? My name is Anna. Do we know each other? We met last night. How much do you remember? In a bar? So, nothing. I don't owe you any money, do I? I am not a prostitute. I am the bartender. You passed out on my floor. I couldn't just leave you there to freeze. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I just have a... I didn't get romantic or anything, did I? You got a little handsy, but otherwise no. Who's Edgar? My brother. Oh, sweetheart. Oh, I'm so sorry. And he stole your girl? Yeah, kind of, I guess. And her name was Anna? Pollyanna. Look, I'm sorry if I caused you trouble. I'll get going. Paris stood slowly. She was a little wobbly. She picked up her coat and put it on. Reaching into the pockets, she found the money. She pulled it out and looked at it strangely. What is this? You really don't remember? No. That is the money we earned last night. What did I do? You kicked ass. That's what you did. Oh, no. Did I hurt anybody? Not seriously. I'm sure their egos took a beating, though. You know, half of that money is mine. 
Oh, of course. I'm sorry. Paris began to pull all of the money out of her pockets and set it on the table. She counted it out quickly and split it into two piles. There you go. She stepped back and allowed Penthesilia to take one of the piles. There was $25. More than Penthesilia would make all month. And you agreed to pay me a dollar to stay the night, Penthesilia added. Of course. That was kind of you. Here. Paris gave her another dollar. Damn it, thought Penthesilia. What is wrong with this girl? I'd better get going. I'm sorry again if I caused you any trouble. What was your name? Where are you going? Food? Paris began to pick up the bottles off the ground. She slipped one in one pocket and one in the other, and then held the third. Penthesilia took the third bottle from her. There's food in the saloon. Just wait here, I have to get ready for the day, and then we'll go together. Penthesilia got up and began to undress. Paris flushed and turned around and faced the wall. Now you get shy? Last night you tried to undress me in the middle of the bar, and now you won't look at me. I did? I'm really sorry about that. You truly are full of nonsense, whiskey girl. Penthesilia finished dressing. You can turn around now. You're coming with me, but no more of these. Penthesilia held up the whiskey bottle. Unless I serve them to you, got it? That seems fair, said Paris. Let's go eat. I'm sorry. I didn't catch your name. I'm Celia. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Anna. No, you're not. You're whiskey girl. This has been Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Lee. Artwork by Helen Lee. Performed by Helen and Paris. All characters within are fictional and bear no intentional resemblance to anyone living or dead, except, I guess, for Helen and Paris. See more of our work at edgeoftheworldart.com. If you would like to comment on the show or ask any question, please email us at helenoftheironhorse at gmail.com. The proceeding was made with the love and encouragement of all of our friends at the LA LGBT Center's Trans Lounge. Thank you.